Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. Six minutes after two. Thanks very much for staying with us. Uh, we now go into a feature we're going to call the Men's Forum. It is a platform and a space where I would love you to also take part. And I am going to remind you that this is not, you know, there is no wrong and right answer. This is a safe space, so to speak. I would really like to encourage you to be a part of this conversation. I think many um, have lamented about the fact that there just isn't room for men to discuss things openly. I'm just here as a vessel, to be quite honest with you. This treated as your space, treated as a place where you'll be allowed to air your views, where often we hear men do not get the space to do that. And I will open the voice notes as well on WhatsApp every now and then when you send one on 0614-104-107. And uh, also we'll take your SMSs. And if you want to call in as well, you can do that on 0891 I am joined by two gentlemen in studio and one on the line and uh, Gabelo Chabalala is a founder of a young men movement young men movement he's in studio with me hello Gabelo hello hello and how are you this I'm afternoon I'm okay yourself I'm well so what does the young men's movement do um, we are an, an NGO our focus is to create a new generation of men because um, from looking from looking at what was happening back at home where kids are growing up without fathers where gender-based violence is actually quite rife and all those issues that young boys face we we realize that there is a need for us to actually come in and ensure that we can empower these young boys to be better men mm. so we really want to be that vehicle that we can actually use to ensure that the boy children are not left behind but most importantly to ensure that we raise them to be better men Mm -hmm. and ensure that whatever challenges that they face whatever things that were not even under their control like the absence of their fathers and having to be moved having to not have uh, role models within their space they don't use that as excuses for not living their lives to the fullest Kevin Mayers is also in studio with me and uh, you are running characters. You're a, a mentor. You're a pasta as well. That's right. And um, so do you do this specifically from the church or from a separate organization? From a separate organization. Okay. What is it called? Well, we started an organization called Afrion 18 Foundation. Mm-hmm. That was focused on the foster care kids. Okay. Um, then as we grew on that, we realized there was a lot of boys that needed assistance. Mm. And then we started our mentorship program. So firstly, we, we broadened it out. And then we looked for programs that could assist us in mentoring boys. And that's when I came across the character company. Mm. So then I became a mentor at the character company. And then we've partnered the two organizations. And now I'm the regional character for the south of Joburg and Alberton for the character company. Okay. So it's called the character company. Yeah, that's right. All right. Sia Gentile couldn't be in studio with us, but he is joining us on the line and he is the founder of Not In My Name. I'm sure we've heard a lot recently from Not In My Name. Sia, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much, Camilo, uh, for having me. Good Sia. day to you and uh, your guest there on studio. Yes. Sia, just give us a quick sense of we've heard you many times in the media when it wasn't really a pleasant time to ask you, but your initial reasons for studying uh, Not In My Name? Yeah, thank you again. So you'll remember that not in my name, um, we, we we came into be just after the death of Karabo Mukwena, mm-hmm. who was 
are killed and set alight by his, his, his uh, her boyfriend uh, Sandy Lemanzi. And then we had a, we had organized a match. I convened a match which I co-organized with some of my friends in Pretoria, the England buildings. Um, it was then after that when I uh, said to the guys, you know, it doesn't help because you know the problem with with matches is that, in fact, with campaigns is that they come and go. Mm. Um, when issues start to 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 die down and people stop talking, um, the campaigns die, and then we 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 then uh, decided to you know find a way to sustain the campaign, and then that's when I. Uh, proposed to the guys that no, maybe we need to form a movement that will um, then be called Marin My Name SA. That will be uh, um, a guardian and that will be responsible for the hashtag Marin My Name campaign. And and so far, the work that we've been doing has, has, has moved and has grown in leaps and bounds. And um, we then say, um, realized again that, you know, it doesn't really much help when we are dealing with, with, with victims, which is important, but the, 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 the most um, part of the problem has been around men and boys. And then that is how we got into the space of, of, of mentoring boys as well and just trying to rehabilitate men um, who have been uh, previously um, incarcerated or men who have found themselves on the wrong side of the law. So Not In My Name is now a civil rights movement that deals with different uh, spheres of, 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 of social, um, social activism. See, I think many of us understand the importance of what you've done and why, you know, it's required. But so important that you drop everything, you drop your job to do this? Why, why were you moved to that extent? Uh, I'd, 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 say, I'd say at some point, Pimelo, we, we, I, I, I believe in destiny and either it finds you or you find it. And some people, unfortunately, spend their entire lifetime looking for it. Others, you know, they never find it. And others find it early, like myself. And um, that, that was the case with me. When we started this, this, this movement, I, I, I left my job. In, I was a civil engineering mm. um, technician, and I resigned to start the movement and work on it full-time because my job demanded a lot of my time, and I couldn't do both. Um, you know, the work that we do at, at, at Not In my, my Name is a lot. Um, and you need to be physically on the ground with the people to assist either with neglected court cases, with victims, uh, with rehabilitation, with linking people um, with relevant professionals, um, consultations with government, proposals, this and that, you know, and building um, progressive partnerships with all spheres of, of, of the social uh, um, um, society. So so it, 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 it then said to me, you know, um, it's, it's now or never because our social youth don't say, no, we'll wait for you to make time. Mm-hmm. Um, every, every day a woman is dying in South Africa, is, is killed by, by, by their boyfriend or, or husband. Femicide is high. So you know, it's five times higher than the global average. Um, there's rape all over. Even men are raped. So, so there's just a lot. And I believe that it's important that each one of us play a certain role, no matter how small or insignificant it may look. It is important that that, that we do it that way. So, yeah, um, for me, I made a choice, and I, and, and I still treat it as difficult as it is. Um, somebody had to do it, and I'm glad, and I know that I'm not alone. I've got brothers like Ukabelo, <laughs> who's, who's in studio with you now, um, who've chosen the same path. So I believe that the future of this country is very bright. It sounds like a mammoth task. And, and, and I'm trying to understand, Gavin, when you took on this job, what was your goal? What did you want to achieve? Well, mainly it's to get men back to where they're supposed to be. Which we're, is where? We're not supposed to be the 
raping and, and hurting women. Um, as you said, I'm a pastor, and, mm. and biblically, we're supposed to be looking after mm. the woman. We're supposed to treat them with respect and honor because they're God's gift to us. Mm. And they are our future carriers. They are the, the only way we can get a future generation. Mm. And yeah, we are as men abusing that. And they're the ones that nurse and cherish our children for a, the early parts of their lives. And we as men aren't supporting them in that. We don't bring the discipline in the home anymore. We allow the woman to do it. I mean, I've spoken to so many mothers that say, I'm supposed to be mother and father to my kids. Mm. I cannot because I don't understand what it's supposed to be. Mm. Two weeks ago, I met a lady and she's doing similar work to what we're doing. But she does it as a um, program where she teaches boys their identity. Mm. She says God spoke to her and said to her, stop treating your boys like girls. They must be boys. She said it took a lot of her time to try and, when they're playing, to allow them to climb the trees and to fall out the trees and to roughhouse with one another. Because as a mother, she wanted them to have tea parties and be nice and polite and do all the, you know, no playing in the mud and all that type of stuff. She says, God said to her, but you're creating men that aren't men then. They haven't got character. They haven't got identity. And that's why I'm, for me, it's this is an important role because men must be men men must take their position and discipline kids not violently we can talk to them we can give them values how do you fix a man who is as old as you Gavin <laughs> who has learned the only way to do this is through violence <sighs> long and hard process that's why we we focusing on the kids because th that's where we break the cycle Kabbalah, what was your objective? Um, I had quite a few issues. First of all, um, I grew up without a father. I saw how that impacted my life as a teenager when you go through basic things such as body changes where you don't have an immediate person where you can start communicating the things that you're seeing happening on your body and you're thinking mom might laugh at me or might not take it well but because you're not seeing yourself in her physically you then realize at that point that she might not even understand what I'm talking about and then you grow up in a community where you start seeing quite a lot of teenage pregnancy and then there's violence at schools and then you see the boyfriends as we start dating that we are being abusive so I also resigned in December because I realized that the work that needs to be done was quite a lot. And the objective is to ensure that also in the spectrum of emotions, we stop only just emoting anger because we grew up in homes where fathers are absent. That for me shows that if your father is absent, you're most likely to actually become that, a, a broken young man who's going to start raising a family of probably another son who is broken because his father was not actually um, helped to be a better man. So the objective is to ensure that in fighting issues such as gender-based violence, we can't look at the symptoms, which is women who are violated, which is great because we need to, to give them attention immediately. But what about the perpetrators and the potential perpetrators, which in most cases are boys and men? What are we doing to ensure that they don't fall into the same trap of 
anger of being violent because if we're going to sit here and create a lot of safe spaces for women it's all good but the numbers are showing that it's not being reduced you see them the numbers today that we still have more women who are raped so it means that having spaces to for 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 those that are victims is great because they need that but most agently we still need to look at the place of how do we ensure that this boy children are better men who are not going to be violent are better men who are going to understand why we're fighting for equality who are going to understand the concept of feminism who are going to ensure that they become the very same protectors that he's talking about rather than the people that women girls gogos run away from but mm-hmm. feel safe around all right so the question then is why are you angry? We'll take your calls on 0891-104-207. What is it that is making you angry and why is violence the quickest response to your anger? SAFM 104-107 nationwide leading the conversation. It's the Men's Forum and we do welcome your calls on 0891-104-207. We've just had a really, uh, for me, quite an eye-opening discussion with three gentlemen who are here as uh, people who are trying to get men to deal with, I don't know, men issues and who are mentoring as well young boys who are trying to get them to face up to the issues that they're dealing with at the moment. Gavin Mayers is joining me, Sia, who is also the founder of Not In My Name. Sia Gentile is also with me. And Gabelo Shabalala, he's the founder of the Young Men Movement. And I did ask for your call, so let's go straight to it. Bumelelo in Cape Town. Hi. Good day, ma'am. How are you and your guests? I'm well. Thanks for calling, Bumelelo. Thank you very much. Um, What I can say on the issue of the boy child who does not know or get taught to be a boy is that we're going to create these little monsters who are disciplined and who commit all these violent crimes because they don't know their place in society. So, so, so maybe you can agree with that. Pomelelo, tell me what what do you mean by that? What 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 is it that is lacking now? Are you are you are, I'm hearing you say something about discipline. Is is that what you're leading alluding to? No, no. Um, um let, let's consider that the modern boy child who stays with his his, his, his mother mm. in a flat mm. in in either Cape Town or Ehauti. Mm. The reality is outside of school where he, he doesn't know any other men. Mm-hmm. And and maybe his mother protects him from her life, yeah, wanna because she mm-hmm. doesn't get exposed to child to multiple men. Mm-hmm. Or oh, and then you you find this child whose only association with the world is either the kids at his level, mm-hmm. and, 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 and and no one else. Mm-hmm. There isn't male role models beyond what we see on T V mm-hmm. and even those people are flawed themselves. Mm-hmm. So, so so the, the real 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 life men like what we used to grow up and see a Konini. As much as they were not perfect, but they were the perception of in the water. You, mm. you didn't make a mistake. You knew what a Hrodman is, and you knew your role in, in the world in terms of who you were, and then it was stage you until you get to the stage of being in the water yourself. Wow. Bumelelo, that's an interesting point because Gabela was just saying earlier that y- you you have the void of not having the male role model, mm. right? Yeah. You grow up, you are longing for this person you then come across this person and then you realize maybe it was better that he wasn't in your life in the first place. Right? <laughs> He's actually not a great guy, right? Mm. So so that, that, that tension for me is interesting. I, I, I think 
because you you're in a space where you're longing. I mean, I grew up in families where m- almost all my cousins, their fathers are present, mm-hmm. and you start seeing them on how they take care of them, and you have that longing. At school, all my families are coming from nuclear families where the dad and the mom and everybody's around. Mm-hmm. And when they start telling stories over the weekend, we were at the carousel, we went to Goldrift City, my daddy was picking me up, and you have this longing. But then again, you get to grow up and you realize that oh, I hear that my uncle is actually not that perfect person. Mm -hmm. I hear that your mom left your dad because your dad was actually abusive. Mm -hmm. Then you realize that, God, I think maybe the absence of my dad is a blessing in disguise. And for two reasons. One, that I did not have a sample of what kind of a man I should be. There was nobody imposing their manly way, their masculinity upon me. So I had a clean slate of what kind of man I wanted to be. And in my case, I took little pieces of characters from my pastor, from the male teachers at school, from my uh, soccer coach. So there was no one who was saying, this is what you must do. And I always remember how I used to do dishes and and started cooking, that what if my dad was going to say, your place is not in the kitchen? Because traditionally and culturally, that's what men do. But I learned to do all those basic chores at home because there was nobody who was going to impose their ways on me on how to be a man. Then, Sia, my question then to you is, if that is the case, if there is no perfect human being and you don't have the need to reflect on this other role model who may be your father or your uncle or whatever, why then is there a need for organizations like yours? Why are you guys Mm. imposing what you deem to be manly to boys Mm. if you guys are not perfect yourselves? I think, I think, um, and I always make this disclaimer just before I speak everywhere that uh, as a man, I speak, I speak from a point of privilege, mm. and uh, in a sense that you know, there's a system that is called patriarchy that puts, which is a, a systematic organization of male supremacy, which mm. thrives on 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 the on the domination or in the subordination of females. Mm. So the reason why we exist, organizations such as ourselves, is to try and dismantle that that system that is called patriarchy because everything else stems from that. And you asked a very important question earlier to say, why are men, just to link it with, with your question now, why, why are men angry? Mm. You know, and again, that's another question I always run away from, from, um, from responding to, mainly because um, all these things that are picked up as, as, as causes, as root causes, some people may misinterpret them as excuses. Mm. For an example, um, we know that, that, that some, uh, an example that comes to mind is, is just around how colonization has deepened the gender chasm through, uh, through entrenching and reinforcing discrimination, discrimination of females, as well as, as, well as uh, how being, uh, growing up as a child in, enviro- in a violent and abusive household can cause uh, you to be violent yourself. I mean, I mean, um, Cabello just mentioned it that you know he grew up without a father, and 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 and, and there are many young men and boys who grew up without a father. There's different reasons to that, mm-hmm. and and one reason again I can think of quickly is the one that was brought about by the labor migration system that says my father should move from the Eastern Cape and go work in the Northwest, leaving my mother to raise um, um, the family alone. You know that that causes boys to raise, to, I mean, to grow up without fathers, and then you grow up without having these positive role models, and you pick up all the nonsense in the street. So those are some of the things that, and and, and you grow up as a young man or as a boy, angry at life, angry at the society. Um, so so 
organizations such as Young Men Movements, like Not In My Name, uh, and, and all these other organizations are there to say to the people, to the young men, uh, and, uh, you know, we are, we are in a very interesting time in history whereby we, we've, we, we've got a full view of the past and of the future. And the beauty about the future is that it is clean. It is a clean slate, and we've got an opportunity to rewrite the social script that has been previously mm. uh, toxic in nature. Kevin, and then we've got an opportunity to change those. Kevin, why are men angry? <sighs> For me, <clears throat> my experience is that they've lost their identity. They don't know what they're supposed to be. I was speaking to a grandmother quite a few months ago, and she turned around and says, her, her granddaughters are now ready to get married. But she says to me, where are the real men? And what I was, does she mean by real men? I was chatting to her, and she grew up mm. in the feminist, mm. when the feminist movements and, and mm. all that was coming up. Mm. And I said to her, okay, but what do you mean by real men? She says, a man that takes responsibility. Mm. If they make a mistake, they own it. They, will, they won't make excuses. I did that, yes, and I apologize for it. Mm. A man that will make sure he provides not just monetary stuff, but the love, mm -hmm. the security, um, the, the emotional support that is needed in the home, the, that foundation. And I realized when she said it that we don't. We as men don't have a clue how to do that anymore. Because our fathers, I mean, at my age, my father mm -hmm. didn't do it for me. And he was present, <laughs> but he didn't. We didn't talk about deep issues. We you didn't, didn't. You didn't hug and kiss her. Yes, I did. I hugged and kissed. He oh. told me that's not how a man should do it. <laughs> no ways. <laughs> My grandfather, until the day he died, I used would give him a kiss on the forehead. Yeah, that's as far as it would go. <laughs> and he would say to me, "But that's not how a man must. You man shake hands." I'm going, "No, no, no, no. I love you." <laughs> Beyond that handshake. So yeah, for me it was <laughs> a clash of of. Uh, a tradition of, of the, the prophet. Did you ever see him cry? My dad, your, no. Your grandfather? My grandfather, also not. Never saw them cry. In other words, what that reflects is you're not supposed to have those emotions. Yes. Exactly. But I had an identity and understanding that that's not how I wanted to be. Where did you get that from? I have no idea. They asked me that question yesterday as well. And I cannot explain it. It's just, for me, that was only a part of who I am. That whole thing, I grew up, cowboys don't cry. Mm. That saying is such a lie. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. We men do cry. We've got emotions. Men's Forum <laughs> continues and would love you to take part in this conversation. Please do SMS us, do WhatsApp us and call us if you will. And uh, we'll continue this conversation after the headlines with Utsile Saku. Life, life Happens with Pimelo Motine. Fascinating discussion that we're having. It's Men's Forum and you're welcome to join in this conversation. And we're looking at all kinds of issues around men identities and uh, mentorship and so on. Gabelo Shabalala, who's the founder of Young Men Movement, is joining me here in studio. I also have Gavin Mayers, who is also a mentor. Uh, and uh, they are in a company called Character. And uh, Sia Gentile, he's a founder of Not In My Name. Let's go quickly to a voice note uh, that someone's just sent. From Midbank. Uh, I'm very exciting, excited about the topic and big up to you, Cavello. I really love the movement. I wish I can be part of it. Please also give us a Facebook page so that we can uh, be part of it. Um, the things that make me angry, especially as a young man, 
because of the feminism some they take feminism and put it in a wrong way uh, whereby they take they think and undermine anything about men. They think men is a trash. That was, there was that hashtag that was all over after Karabo, that men are trash, all those kind of things. But you ask yourself, why is it like that? And most of young men, they're angry because feminism has been promoted in a very wrong way, I think. Uh, that's my take. But even though if even though it's been promoted you need to control your anger not through violence thank you all right so sia do you get annoyed by this men are trash kind of movement how do you feel about that sia personally i'm i'm, I'm not in any way offended by it mm-hmm. um in fact you'll remember that when mm-hmm. when when when, we, when it started with the guys it was a lot of people misinterpreted our intentions as, 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 as opposing mm. the hashtag, but we're not really opposing the hashtag. In a way, we're, we're responding to it and we're complimenting it in a way. Mm. So for me, it's something that I do, do not think we should waste much of our time um, debating on whether men are trash or men are not trash. In fact, for me, it's an exhausted topic. However, this is what, what I want to bring to the table just to have everyone, even the guests in the studio and everyone who's listening, just to ponder on and, 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 and have an honest um, um, thinking around whether the, 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 the men are trash hashtag or narrative, is it a good one to push? Is it, is it uh, served its purpose? Does it still continue to serve its purpose? Um, are we really achieving what we want or are we doing more, more, more harm than good when we say men are trash? But personally, I do not have a problem with it. You know, we have done a lot of bad things to South African women, and I'm not saying that um, they, 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 they have not done um, their own share of, of bad, but we've got statistics that show that, you know, men are doing bad things, even to other men. So for us to be offended by being called trash as a collective, uh, I don't think is it, 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 the right way to go. But hey, uh, people are entitled to their own feelings. Gabela, do you think um, men are angry and why do you think men are angry? I think we're angry for quite... We are angry. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I am angry also. Why are you um, angry? I'm angry on how we are not intentional um, about sorting out our issues. <gasps> and what I mean by that is we sit in a government where uh, you, you, you have... This for girls, this for girls, take a girl down to school and, 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 and then you're looking at the bulk of what are we trying to correct with those kind of approaches? Mm-hmm. And they're telling you that, um, and it's a very basic statement. Uh, women were previously disadvantaged. And mm-hmm. you're saying which women were previously disadvantaged? And they say women in the 70s, in the 60s. And you say now that what does that have to do with any kid that was born after 1994, whereby you're going to neglect a part of them and just empower another part of them, which is creating a future generational problem whereby we're going to look back 10 years from now and say, oh, we forgot about the boy child. Look at them. They're nowhere to be found, which is frustrating them, which is making them even more angrier because those are the boys that that I deal with the school. They will tell you that I'm at school, we are not allowed to take positions because we are supposed to give women chances. So I'm angry at how we are not deliberate and we do not have deadlines to what we do and we don't even know why we do what we do. But we just keep doing them because they are rhetoric. We just keep doing them because 
they sound great. I've been to government um, departments, I've been to companies where you present and you say, this is the work that we do. Then immediately when you say, I work with the boy child, they were like, nah, if it was for the girl child, we would accommodate you. But you're saying, whatever that we should doing to actually help that girl child, we are trying to complement it. We are trying to ensure that in you, ensuring that this girl child get opportunities in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, the very same boy child has to get that very same opportunity. But equally, if you're talking about gender-based violence, rape, the girls do not rape themselves. These girls don't self-inflict pain. The perpetrators and potential perpetrators are boys and men. So if we are to achieve the whole thing of actually having a violent-free South Africa or community or society, that means that the perpetrators and potential perpetrators are the people we also need to give focus to because this anger continues. This anger of young men who are feeling like they're less less human beings because of the absence of their deaths, who are feeling like they have less human beings because they have no one to look up to and say, this is the kind of men that I want to become, it's going to be dangerous. I believe that um, disempowered men are more dangerous than disempowered women. Why do men become dangerous at adversity? So, so Sia, all of us experience adversity, right? Yes. Why do we become dangerous? So, Sia, in your experience, why are men angry? As as, as I said, uh, Pimelo, earlier, that that, and we, we meet these men, we, we interact with them. Noreen, my name is, has been very active in, 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 um, in dealing with former, former, former perpetrators as well as men who are in prison, and we interact with them. And um, um, what we found out is that these men are angry from different reasons. One, which I mentioned earlier, the lack of positive role modeling and father. Secondly, you know, there's what, there's a term that I, that, 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 that I, I found, which is called, um, economic abuse, and and it's one of the reasons why some of these men, who are, by the way, most of them, who are black men, who are saying, you know what, we, we feel that we are we are abused economically. That is why we resort to crime. Ex- explain that. Them, explain that to me. Just ex- unpack what uh, economic abuse is to a black man. That 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 they, uh, most of them would, would 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 justify this way in a sense that you know they are left uh, behind economically and then they resort to crime. Um, opportunities. Um, these again are, are, are linked to what I referred to earlier as the apartheid legacy, um, because some of these things, as much as we, we call them excuses, they are real. You know, they are men who are frustrated because they are unable to provide for their families monetarily, and the only way for them to 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 to, to actually reinforce their masculinity, which is wrong, by the way, is through violence, because they feel that. You know, especially if a man is working and the woman is not, they would feel that uh, they are being emasculated and, and the only way for them um, to, to feel that they are still uh, uh, um, relevant in the house is through violence. So those are some of the reasons why these men are angry. You know, people are jobless. Um, you know, and see, they're angry because they are unable to do this and that. Again, Pamela, I don't want to be misunderstood as giving excuses for, yes. for angry men, but I'm just saying that these are some of the reasons that we have found uh, through interactions with men to say that these are some of the things, some of the some of these boys and men grew up in environments which were abusive in nature. The households were abusive, and then for them, the the the, the, the violence got to be normalized, and that is the only life mm. that they knew and grew up under. All right, we'll unpack that a little bit further and understand why is it that you know 
and the stats speaks for themselves. This idea that men are disempowered and men are not being given economic opportunities and so on, it's not true. Because as we know, there's still a smaller percentage of women um, who are in those higher those jobs. Higher jobs yes. We know that women, even they, if, you know, even if they are in jobs, are still earning less than men. So the idea that women are more empowered is a perception rather than it is a truth. But so we need to unpack why is it that the slightest feeling of, you know, the world is not on my side provokes you to be violent. We'll continue with that conversation and we'll take your calls as well, SMSs and WhatsApps. Life, life happens with Pimelo Motine. Thanks very much for staying with us. It's uh, Life Happens on SAFM. My name is Pimelo Modena. We're having a, a heated discussion here. It's a men's forum and you're welcome to join in. Give us a call, give us an SMS or WhatsApp note or just send us an SMS, uh, a WhatsApp uh, message. And I'm sitting with three gentlemen here who are running um, mentorship programs, essentially. So let, let's get straight to it, gentlemen. And I'm, I want to ask a more immediate question about my presence right now, right here. All of you's attention is at the younger man. I I, I still have to live with you. You know, <laughs> yes. I, I still have to live with you, my peers. And I'm having difficulty with you, my peers. What are we doing about your folk? Your age group, your generation. What do we how are we dealing with that? We, sure. We we yeah. you know, you you have put on and and um it's an unfair comment from me, but you've put on this, we are going to save the child. I want to know what we're doing with you. Do, you, the man right now. Do, do you know that quote that says that it is easy to build a strong child than to repair a broken man? Am I supposed to wait 20 years before I can feel safe I, on the streets when I walk? No, you mm. can't because that is going to be a long time. But my point is that in breaking the cycle, you know, we, 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 you want to look at the future because even with the boys that I work with, there are those that are 18 plus, that have already have sex, that have already done this and that, that are. So you do have to have room for rehabilitation. It's very important that we have a room for rehabilitation. But for us to break the cycle, you need these ones that have not been tainted at all, that you could start to put the right material within their characters and, 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 and their personalities. So for, 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 for me to, to, to work with young boys that I've met that are 24, 23, because like, no, you can't tell me this. I've been doing this all my whole life. So to shift that becomes a bit more difficult thing. So personally, I would not shift most of my energy to those that I can tell that they are already damaged. Of course. To, you understand? Um, I would rather focus on the... Ne meaning that you, I, I'm realistic and I'm aware that I, if I'm to put my energies here, I might not even salvage one or two, but I'm certain that with those that are not damaged, the next future, my child, um, my sister's child, my grandchildren are going to be better. I want to weep because... <laughs> Do you see the privilege in that, Gavin? Do you do. see the privilege in saying and saying in front of me right now that I'd rather not even waste my time with my peers because there is no hope there? What is that saying to me? What is that saying to my daughter who still lives today and can be raped by a man your age, not necessarily a younger boy. Mm. You guys are not answering how are we taking a responsibility and being accountable right now? 
from my side, from the character company side, from R4118 Foundation, what we do is, and I'll, I'll say that I love conflict. Most men run away from conflict today. Mm. I love it. It's, and we don't address. We will see our fellow man do something wrong and we will turn a blind eye. As you say, the privilege. That's how it's always been. That's how it's supposed to be. Leave it alone. Don't conf- confront it. I like to confront. I like to challenge because that is the wrong perspective. That's the wrong thing. For me, this whole thing about traditionally that's how it was done. We must leave it alone. I'm getting myself into so much trouble because I say that belongs in the mm-hmm. 1800s yes. and it should have been killed ages ago. And yeah, I've nearly had some fisticuffs because I challenge men in their behavior. The bad bad jokes that we as men tell about women when we're in the pub mm. or when we're in a restaurant or amongst mm. around the bra we the men that feel offended by it must stand up mm. it's not up to organizations it's up to us as men because we must put the peer pressure on those men that still have that antiquated belief system let's go to brian and neisner hi brian thanks so much for calling go to brian and neisner hi brian hello brian Hi, and uh, and hi to your presenters. I think the uh, the question posed to the the guest is a very valid question. And uh, even though I think they're focusing on what we call prevention, there is the the serious issue of men in crisis. Mm contemporary men like those guys sitting over there, mm. their, or their worst versions of themselves. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think, I think this kind of work has to have three components. Yes. Uh, it's got to have work done to, um, to do detection, then look at, yes, people, young men in crisis, um, people, you know, who are going through problems, who have been deformed through childhood experiences, and then to do the kind of work that some of them are doing, which is the prevention. How do you prevent young boys from becoming deformed or, or injured? So it's, a, it's, it's work on a spectrum, for want of a better word. Mm. Thanks very much for that, uh, Brian. Asiya, you you deal a lot with, I I suppose, all kinds of age groups. And Mm. so from where you sit, where's the responsibility being taken by older men right now? How are we going to deal with what we're living with right now? Yeah, just to add on what has already been said, Mm. I think it's important that as men, first of all, we take collective responsibility for what is happening. Whether um, you are a man who is violent or you are a man that is not violent, that is the first step. And and, 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 and take that responsibility as well as admit, as I said when I started uh, talking, that um, we are all privileged one way or the other. We are all, all beneficiaries of this patriarchal society. But now here's another thing, Pimelo, and we need to be honest with ourselves as a society, mm-hmm. that not everyone can be rehabilitated. And now, now I'm referring to my age group. I'm referring to guys mm-hmm. that are older. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've, you've lived 35 years, 40 years, 30 years, mm-hmm. uh, um, um, being, being trained by this toxic social script that have been passed on to you from the previous generation. And then you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are. Imagine a man now in the rural areas 
a 45 year old go there and tell them you know what a woman is your equal you know you know they, they they're going to have a difficult time some of them to battle with uh, to grapple uh, um, with the with the fact that women are actually our equals so so we really need to open up a space a safe space and a dialogue for men and we are doing that but but honestly pinelo there is there is there is uh, um there is something that will will bring about short term results because these men are old already but in order for us to break the cycle permanently it is important that we do what Cavello was talking about earlier, which is to start with young boys. That is how we can successfully uh, um, dismantle patriarchy and successfully cut down the chain of, 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 of violent masculinity. Mm. It really pains me from all through. It really pains me with all the greatest in the world of the work that you're doing, that all of you are saying, let's leave the current status quo as it is and rather focus on the boy child who can help us for the future. I'm saying, I want to know now that I can be safe tomorrow, today, tonight. And can, you guys can, can are there? saying yeah. that somehow it is all far too, it's, 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 I, I'm, I'm saying to you, you guys are engaging with the man who's your age. Mm. I know that it's not easy, but I'm also saying you're in the inner circle. Mm-hmm. Are you not getting closer to understanding what's going to break what's going on right now? Can, can I come in there? Yeah. As I said, we do have dialogues with men. We do have programs with men. Um, uh, an example for me, a program that I'm, I'm, I'm working on currently with my team now is what we call the Noting uh, My Name Afcon, which is, which is for, 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 for men who have been rehabilitated. You know, um, and, and, and we talk to these men, we, we, we try to get them help constantly. But you see, no matter how much work you do, there's always going to be that one guy, you know, that, that, that and, and it's true and it's a fact, it's something that is said. And we're not saying that at the Melo, we, we are neglecting older mm. men, we are talking to them. But unfortunately, it's much easier to start them young if you want a permanent solution to what is happening. That, that, that's the point that we are making. We are not saying we have given up the fight uh, against men who are older. No, no, there are programs that are in place for that. Uh, but unfortunately, um, um, it's going to take everyone's effort. And, and, and just to, to be controversial a bit, mm-hmm. while we are having this conversation, we need, we need to... to, to to, to have an honest conversation as a country and challenge the role that is played by yourselves, women, to sustain this patriarchy here in South Africa. You know, and it's, 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 it's some, some of the components that is missing in the discussion is that uh, uh, most of the times we don't want to talk because, because patriarchy has been so entrenched in South Africa, mainly um, because it uses women as guardians. Mm, mm, mm. You know, and, 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 and so, so we are trying to talk to men, but at the same time, while we are dealing with this man, we've got some women who are perpetuating mm. and who are feeding into the same patriarchy mm. that oppresses themselves. So, yeah. so it, it's complex, this thing. I, and I hope you understand that the magnitude and the complexity of the work that we are doing as guys who are working with men. So it, it's broad, it's broad yeah. but, but we are getting there. Let's go quickly to Len in Durban. Hi, Len. Thanks for calling. Hello. Hello, Len. Uh, uh, thanks. Uh, talk. Talk, talk, talk. That's what I'm hearing. Here. Just talk, talk, talk. I think the problem is very complex. I get that. I think the situation does start from a young age when uh, a man has uh, five or six babies uh, to five or six women and his father to none, and those kids grow up with that kind of role model. Um, but 
But I think at the end of the day, the way to stop this, the here and now, the one that you're talking about, is to escalate our punishment. Is, excuse me, I didn't hear that, Len. Just, just repeat that, please. Escalate our punishment. Punishment. Escalated. Yes. What, 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 kind of, what kind of punishment are you referring to? The kind of thing I'm saying is that we should have laws in place that make men responsible for their actions. And if they fall out of favor along those particular lines, then they get comprehensively punished. Because one thing a man is afraid of is punishment. So the, 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 the situation of raping a woman mm-hmm. and possibly getting away with it and all the complex processes that are involved in trying to catch him, we should simplify that whole system completely so that if you are caught raping or if you are caught hurting or caught damaging somebody, you pay the price, a serious price, something that's going to really, really scare the hell out of that's All right, I'm let's go quickly to Ngonde in uh, Port Elizabeth. Hi, Ngonde. I'll try and be quick. Yes, please. Um, those guys, I suppose, they are learning men, mm-hmm. those that are in the studio. Now, there are four things that I'm going to go fairly quickly to them. Yes, sir. And I want those guys to turn them upside down. All these four concepts. They've mentioned patriarchy, male domination, cultural practices, gender stereotypes. They should turn those things upside down. Whatever they've heard before, they must challenge, right? Mm. Now, a human being is a spiritual being, underscore spiritual. Spiritual being in a physical form to live in the natural world. That means you are more than what you are, facially, right? Because you were conceived as an idea elsewhere in that building where you are right now. That building became a building, but first it was conceived by an architect. Right? So you were first conceived, and then you came to the womb of your mother later on, right? And your form failed, right, by God to make you wait. Okay? Now, the more treatment of this topic, I want those guys to. I was in the studio last week with Song and Somapet, the viewpoint on Thursday, half past nine. They can listen to what I was saying there in the studio, in PE, all right? In that studio, I was with two young couples under 30 it cost them only 2000 rands for their wedding right and again my comment there was a wedding is an event marriage is an experience giving a child right is an event raising a child is an experience okay i dealt with this topic again with the professor shayda jacobs at uwc trying to understand anger of men telling them where does this anger come from right anger is fine if it is channeled constructively. Now, men must understand these concepts spiritually, socially, physically, emotionally, and so forth. Because some men can be present physically, but not be present emotionally. They must understand this concept. I wish I could go more on this topic. Thanks but very they much. Must Thanks very much. We, we don't have much time, I must be honest, <laughs> and I'm afraid we really have run out of time. Mm. So, um, are you encouraged, Gavin? I am. Mm-hmm. I just want to add, you know, from a pastor's perspective, yes. most churches run men's programs yes. for the men. Mm-hmm. Most people, most for of them. For men who come to church. The, mm. the, the, yeah. Mm. And you invite men and they'll say, yes. I mean, I've been to events where they've expected 200 men to pitch up, 50 pitched up. It's when we get dealing with the adult man, especially the adult man, mm-hmm. it's about choice. So we can teach them, we While can try, I and they don't choose. Have a choice. While I don't have a choice. That, that is our biggest problem. 
Mm. And, and it grieves me as much as it grieves you. It grieves me just mm. as much that we cannot resolve this issue today to make you guys feel safe. That we cannot fix it. One of the callers said something about uh, punishment. Does punishment even work? I don't think punishment threatens no. uh, the perpetrator. D- does it? Do, do they fear going to jail? I, I mean, no. I it doesn't look no. like it to no. me. No, not anymore. Sia, you've you've dealt with a lot of these people. Do they fear going to jail? Do they get afraid? No, no. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with, with my colleagues. No. Don't. No. That is no longer even. That is not even. It's not a even, thing. Shouldn't mm-hmm. even be an option for us. That's why, in fact, when we got when we get time, we must talk about a correction, What you call this now? Correctional centers that are rehabilitative in nature, mm-hmm. because it, it doesn't help the society to take this men and send them there. And then when they when they get to prison, you know, there are no programs that make sure that they're rehabilitated. They come back even worse, more angrier and mm. more more violent. Mm. And they come back uh, to the very same society that sent them there. So they, there really isn't any, any rehabilitation. So I think we need to have another conversation Absolutely. around punishment. What yeah. do we mean really by punishment? By that, How do yeah. we punish them? Do we punish them uh, um, um, for eternity? Do we punish them rehabilitating them in the process or what? But it, 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 it prison alone just doesn't cut it. <laughs> so, yeah, are you encouraged? Having dealt with these people that you see often every day, are you encouraged in your line of work? You know, you know it, I, I am, Pamela, because as I said, th- this work is complex and it's, it's going to take each and every one in the community to mm. play their small little role and part. Mm. You know, for me, if one guy says, eh, 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 you know, when I leave this place, I want to join not in my name. When I when I see get emails, when you get uh, WhatsApp chats, uh, uh, Facebook messages, people saying I'm encouraged by the work that you guys do. I want to join you. I want to assist other men. I want to do th- th- that. Is encouraging, and 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 for me, it's all worth it. So yes, mm. to answer you, I am encouraged in the work that, is, and I'm encouraged by people like Cabello and 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 the gentlemen in the yes. studio. I'm encouraged by people like you, Pamelo, who are raising these conversations and leading them in the forefront. So, so, yeah, I am. I am encouraged. Thank you. Quick two seconds. Yeah. Are you encouraged? Look, I'm very much encouraged. But also, like I said, I know for sure that um, trying to rework and rehabilitate old men who are broken in their brokenness mm-hmm. is something that is not going to help. That's why I will keep on focusing on the younger ones.